Hello, my darling. Welcome to the My Own Mama podcast, where we learn to be the best caregiver we always deserved to ourselves. I believe the purpose of life is to connect, learn, and contribute. To connect to ourselves, others, and the world around us. To learn curiously and openly and have the courage to grow. And to contribute by finding our peace, joy, passion, and purpose to fill our cups so it overflows for others. The world needs feminine, transformative, healing, loving energy now more than ever. Let's expand it just by being here together in this safe space. You are safe with me, my darling, and I am trusting that I am safe with you. Welcome to My Own Mama. You are the only one that knows what's best for you. And so in my situation, what feels really right is to actionably let go. Hi, mamas. Happy Mama Monday. I hope you're going extra easy on yourself, no matter what day it is today, but especially since it's Monday and especially especially because it's a long weekend for us Canadians here so I hope you are enjoying your long weekend plans I for one went to visit my dad and stepmom and my nana and I have just been really enjoying family time this weekend so it's nice to get out of the house um so (laughs) I have to be honest with you, mamas. This is the first Mama Monday that I have ever recorded day of <laughs> posting. <laughs> okay? But it was not for lack of trying. Okay? Do not get me wrong. I recorded this episode three times and edited like the most I've ever edited. Um, And yet every time I tackled it, mamas, it was like, it felt wrong. Like, so it just was like, oh, like I feel vulnerable to the point of like shame and dark, you know? And um, you guys know about the Scorpio eclipse or whatever, moving into Taurus new moon. And how this is like a time to really dig deep on the things that have been maybe holding you back and let them go in order to serve you moving forward. So literally, how perfect. I I like, oh, the timing of everything is so perfect. And I need to go with that instead of fighting and resisting. And I think like I wanted to record this podcast about my situation with the man that you guys knew who we have now called Carter who I fell for over the course of this podcast and um share like the journey and the update um and I think part of me recording originally was kind of like so exposed and bare of like oh is part of me like leaving breadcrumbs for him, you know, to find me one day. Like it was just a little bit sickly in the intention and getting honest and getting real with myself about 
what is going to be good? What is my loving intention, right? Like I can't just lay myself bare out there, humiliate myself and hope that that is going to serve like that. That's not what it's about. It has to be coming from a place of calm, empowering trust. And I was fighting it. I was fighting it. Like I said, I edited so much and the universe was like cluing me in. First of all, my body was the first clue. Cause I'm like, my stomach is so tense. I'm I'm dreading editing, even though it feels like this is the right episode. It's like, I can't get what I'm trying to say across, right? And so that was my first clue, mamas. And then I had recorded our whole love story and everything for you all. And like, it was just, it actually was an engaging story. Like it's a book that I would read, but it, it wasn't, necessarily congruent to the situation, right? Cause that's in the past. It's not the now. And so anyway, I was listening to it and it was like interesting and catchy or whatever. My laptop completely died mamas. Like, like no response would not turn on, wouldn't even charge. Like it was like, Oh shit. And this was Sunday afternoon. I'm like, well, this, this might not even be possible. Like I, I don't even think tech stores would be open to buy a new laptop right now. It's a holiday today. Like this is just not going to happen. So I'm like, okay, well, all I can do is go home and plug in my laptop and hope that, you know, it revives itself. And I'll tell you it did, but my perspective changed within that time. It was kind of like God saying, pause jazz, like you're getting carried away here. You're, you're on the right, you know, you're in the right direction, but you're on the wrong track. Does that make sense? So, and God has really been speaking to me during this time because I've been home for three weeks and wait till you hear my situation, mamas. It's, it's pretty unbelievable. (laughs) Like, it's almost funny at like how ridiculous it is. It's preposterous, but so I've been really leaning on God and like, I honestly, the same way I was for the trailer, it feels a little less urgent because there's not that time crunch, but it feels like the same level of need. Um, and so my friend sent me that devotional and I told you the devotionals have been super aligned And my latest one was talking about like the difference between dark and light and how in the darkness, there's a lot of blaming. There's a lot of resentment. There's a lot of denial, uh, self-pity and these things. And I'm like, you know what? These qualities are really woven into the podcast that I have been trying to create. There's a lot of blame. There's like all of that stuff was totally in it. And it's like trying to say, oh, you know, mamas, look at me. The situation is insane, right? And it is, but there's a loving way to put it all. Um, And even like today, my devotional was super helpful because it was like talking about how your body is your temple and that's where God resides and stuff. And yesterday I went off the freaking deep end mamas and I ate all the white bread, all the sugar, 
like I could fit into this little body and, and it didn't serve me. I was exhausted. And especially with my polycystic ovarian syndrome, right? Like I need to get my hormones in check. And I'm like, I'm going through enough emotionally. It was the same thing with Jack attack in the summer. And now I'm dealing with this guy Carter and I need all my energy. So today is a new day and I'm excited to protect and nourish my temple. So I'm sipping on some green tea right now. I'm actually doing that thing I did in Texas where I drove, I have driven to a spot now um, and it's so gorgeous, mamas. I wish you could see this. This place is so good for my soul. Like, oh, this is part of my heartbreak, but I'm right on the water um, and there's trees and waves and the sky is stunning. It's just... And I knew I needed to remove myself from where I am right now in order to record with less um, inhibition, right? I need it to be an honest expression. And the trailer is not very soundproof. So that's okay. I can create my own sense of safety. I can create my own sense of privacy. And I have found this stunning place. Maybe you can even hear the waves or definitely the birds. Um... And so here I am in this car recording and I guess I will start by sharing with you the situation. So as a quick recap, um, you know that I met Carter the day after I booked my flight to Texas because he moved in to our little like I'll call it a cul-de-sac area. That's not quite it, but um, his place is literally perpendicular to mine. We're across the driveway from each other and we cross paths. Obviously, we hit it off. We were in super similar life situations at the time, which felt totally crazy and meant to be. Um, And we started dating or like seeing each other, took everything really slow and developed intense feelings for each other before I left for Texas. Um, He had shared that he loved me and I was falling. And if you've listened to the podcast at all, you know, like, you know, I fell hard for him. So he was really there for me during the hardest point of my journey in Texas, which was the woof situation, getting kicked out and having to find a place with very little financials to back me up as a Canadian, like five weeks away from my flight. It was, it was devastating. And, you know, I call it experiencing homelessness, which it's the closest I've ever come. But, you know, I did have my money saved um, that I was looking to invest in some way. I did have my bank and my credit cards and my lines of credit. I did have Um, worst comes to worst, my parents, you know, but I was stuck in Texas because I had bought this vehicle and my registration was getting sent to Creeperville. So I had to wait it out, wait out that process for sure and find a place. And yeah, so he was really there for me in that time, really supportive, like, um, protective saying things like, you know, 
If you could see what God sees, you would never be stressed because you know that you're a part of his loving plan and, and help me look for places and just a very helpful protection in that phase of my journey. So I told you about my intuition moment where I ended things with him, um, but then he fought for me and we got back together. Like I say, just in time for everything to go crazy in Creeperville. And then I found an apartment and it was at this point that he was on a cruise for the wedding that he had invited me on that I had narrowly declined and everything was great. We were doing distance calling and whatever. And all of a sudden he got distant and it was like night and day. Uh, so that was really what put a fire under me to take the next step in trailer and start shopping. And so he didn't know that I had bought the trailer, but that night is when he asked to call and have a conversation and he ended things with me. And, you know, I talk all about it in episode 13 and I was pretty upset at the time. Like, I don't, I don't love the way that I talked about it. Um, definitely like some, the main thing that I regret is saying that I should be the number one priority. I think that was kind of egotistical in a sense that I always do want God to be the number one priority and like the, the right thing, you know, and, and I've said this before that the only constants in life are change and love and I'm open to both. Right. And so if it's for the greater good, I would want to be let go. And I have been let go in multiple situations in Texas. People have come and gone. People have helped me and served a purpose for me and vice versa. And then it's time to move on. Right. And when it comes to job situations or state park host situations, like you saw all the meanderings and the rejections and everything that happened, I found a way to hopscotch around all those. But when it came to Carter, I had this hold and this attachment and this hope for the future, especially because of the way he ended things. I kind of justified it as like, he's following God's plan. He's protecting me, especially before I come home for Christmas, where odds are we would have been intimate and that would have bonded me even more chance of like, who knows, right? So it almost made me put him on a pedestal even more. So what I didn't share with you mamas, because it was unconfirmed, was that in January, as I was starting to work on the trailer before I found the mold, I was chatting with my mom and we were just chatting and stuff. And I was filling her in on a little bit of like heartbreak recovery, but hope for the future. And she said to me, she said, Jasmine, um, there's been a car that has been at his place overnight a couple of times. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm completely like, um, flabbergasted because again, I'm like, well, but, but we, but we had this loving relationship and, 
and he said like he's working on being a firefighter and all this stuff right and and I'm also like well if he's a player if he's an asshole like if he's already moved on with this girl then like wouldn't he have like wouldn't it fit the profile for him to use me while I was home um so I was just totally confused right and I'm like okay I'm thinking like he's got a sister he's got a a lesbian friend like but I don't know like what to say really um so I just told her I was like okay you've you've given me the heads up the warning you've kind of burst my bubble and I don't want to hear any more about it um and that allowed me mamas to really like grieve out this this process I spent many nights you know crying um in Texas but I still felt fueled by his example of hard work and drive and especially working with your hands. Like he's a contractor, right? And a volunteer firefighter. And so like putting in those long days that I felt like wasn't possible for me, but it turned out that it was. And he kind of like set that example. And to be fair, Jack was a contractor as well, but it seemed to suck his energy and with Carter, he was like, he was actually energized at the end of the day and would still go for a run after or whatever. Right. So that kind of like gave me an example of what was possible. So in all of that, it was always the plan or I always knew that he was planning to move out May 1st. And so our paths would cross when I came home. And so on my drive back home from Texas, that's when I finally was like, okay, I'm ready to hear what's the situation. What's the truth? And uh, both my mom and stepdad said, yeah, uh, the car's still been coming around. And again, mamas, I'm blindsided. I'm confused. Um... I'm like, on just nothing was making sense. It was like, he couldn't have cheated on me or like, I guess he could have, but the, that, that car didn't start coming around for a month later. Like I said, he could have easily used me if he was an ass. Like it just wasn't quite clicking. And so I was kind of like hoping to come home and get a little bit of clarity um, in those few days that our paths would cross. So I came home, um, at the end of April. Um, so I started unpacking and when he did come home, obviously my car was there, Texas plates and everything. And he didn't reach out. And I was like, well, I'm just, I'm just confused. Right. And part of me is like, do I reach out? Like what's going on? But then I just felt strongly in my core. Like, no, we, we do not initiate. We practice surrender. And I want to talk more about that, but it just, it didn't feel like my place to initiate because he had ended things with me. Right. That was his choice. So that was it. That, that night went by 
the next day, the car came over. And so mama's, you know, this is not me trying to shit talk Carter or, you know, anything like that. Um, I'm just wanting to share with you my situation and my process within this situation, right? So the reality is I've come home from Texas and he knows how hard this journey has been, maybe more than anyone. And he knows I bought the trailer. He knows I was renovating it and he knows I'm back and yet he hasn't said anything, right? And to me, I'm thinking like the loving thing to do would be to have a hard conversation and say like, hey, listen, this is the situation. Um, like things changed. There was, just, there was just no um, communication, right? And then all of a sudden he's got the car over. So that kind of slapped me in the face as a reality check, right? And in the sense of like, he, it's, it's not the loving thing to do. And that was all I have ever known him to be was loving to me. So I'm like, okay, well, it's also kind of a dick move to do. Like you're leaving Monday anyways. Like why, like, couldn't you just go there for this weekend for my sake? Um, but May 1st came and went mama's and he was not packing up. So yes, he is still here. He's staying. Um, and I, you know, my mom's ride or die, right? So she's like, it's not fair. Like I should be talking to the landlords and all this stuff. And I'm like, no, mom, it's okay. Like that's not going to help anything. Um, all I can do is decide what the most loving action is for me. Um, and so because since he's not removing himself from the situation, I need to remove myself from the situation. Um, but in order to do that, I need to find a job first. And so I've been applying and interviewing and we're coming into Taurus abundance now. So I'm praying, you know, that the right job lines up for me and I'm not going to stop searching until I find one and get myself a place. Um, so in the meantime, her car wasn't coming around and it had been almost two weeks. Um, and this is like the intrusive, awful part, mama. So it's like, you li you literally know where your ex is at all times, as far as whether he's home or not. Um, because like I say, he's across the driveway. Um, and so he was home and her car wasn't there and he was out and about all day, thankfully. So I had some space as I was doing my online stuff and job hunting and searching and purging my own mama and stuff, which is done by the way, Scorpio eclipse. I finished all the episodes. They are scrubbed, squeaky clean. Everyone's names are changed and I've taken out any of that dark shit. I'm hoping, you know, I, I'm not perfect, but, um, hopefully I've left more of a loving intention behind. And it's something that I can be proud of sharing rather than like a little bit embarrassed, you know? 
Um, so I hadn't seen her car for two weeks and, but he had not reached out and it was like the elephant in the room mamas, right? Like, can you imagine the tension of this where it's like, what is going on? What is going on through his head? Through my head, I'll tell you what was going on was that, you know, I still had feelings for him and I was confused about how everything went down and confused about where we stood now and like where to move forward, waiting for our paths to cross. And they hadn't yet until this one day. So I was on the phone with my girlfriend. I was out and about doing errands on the weekend and I came home and I drove in the driveway and he was on his front lawn, like doing something with a tarp, it looked like. And it was one of those moments where it's like, this is obvious. Like there's no way to pretend we haven't seen each other. There's no way, like it's going to happen. This interaction is going to happen. And as I'm driving in and parking, he looks at me and gives me a big smile. Like it looks like he lit up and I did not know how I would feel or react or respond until I was in that moment. So I kind of just like shot up my fingers as like an acknowledgement, tipped my head and, and parked. And I stayed in my car and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is the ultimate showdown of ultimate destiny. Remember, <laughs> remember that? That just came into my head. Wow. Um, but my call dropped with my girlfriend and I had this thought actively, mamas, that the first thing I wanted to say to him was, oh, like you grew your hair out and smile, right? Like it would be so easy to cut the tension with something lighthearted, something flirty, something like, you know, uh, like ease the tension a little bit. It'd be so easy to show him pictures of the trailer. He would appreciate them like, and just make light, make nice of the situation. But this was my my own mama moment where I'm sitting in the car, the call has dropped, he's there, his body's turned towards my car. I can just feel it. And I think to myself, saying that to him, flirting with him, would not be a true representation of my experience in these past few weeks. My attraction to him is a part of it, but it's only a part, right? Like the pain that I've been feeling is more true, right? And, And that it's the whole truth. It's not just part of the truth. And so being that that was the reality and whether he meant to hurt me or not, whatever the intentions are, whatever the situation is, it doesn't matter because the reality is I am hurting. I've been hurting. And also I don't want to be a victim, but this is how I'm feeling. And so I can't genuinely just sweep it under the rug and make nice and make it a a pleasant situation because it's not for me at least. So I decided to call my girlfriend back and I called her, got out of the car, 
calmly started unloading. I could feel him watching me and, but, but that was it. I was like, okay, I need to guard my heart. If we're going to have a genuine conversation, it's on him to initiate it. And that felt very right to me. Again, it's like this, what were just happenstance and small talk. Like it's not, it's not genuine to the situation. So I protected myself. I was on the phone with my girlfriend, calm, cool, collected, unloaded, went for a walk. And that was that. So that week, again, there was no car, but again, I had not heard from him and I'm recording this episode and all of a sudden her car comes back around and that changed my perspective again, right? Like, again, it shook me back into this reality. I'm not in this hopeless romantic limbo that I was in before. The reality is this guy who I was in love with ended things with me and he's moved on with another woman in front of me and we have had no communication. And that's the situation. That's the reality of what I'm working with, right? And I can come up with all the excuses and I can think, you know, hurt people hurt people and the pain that he's causing me is only a reflection of the pain he's feeling and and all this you know, but what it is, is it's kind of delusional at the end of the day. He didn't pick me. He didn't choose me. And that's okay. Like in all of these life situations, like woofing or, or different state park hosts or, or jobs or whatever. And it's like, if it's not working out, okay. I'm a rejection is a redirection. Right. But with him, it's like I was holding on and making excuses it was so interesting listening to my conversation with Vicky back and that verse he still had really been popping into my head and Vicky explained that in the original Hebrew language which is a small picture language it's really the visual of a person dangling over a cliff and God saying let go and you know I love the the synchronicities and the balance and the symbioticness of masculine, feminine, listening and responding, being still and letting go. And the letting go is the action piece. I'm actionably not making small talk with this guy when it would be easy. It would be easy to flirt with him. It'd be easy to shoot him a text. It'd be easy to pretend I'm fine or, you know, like intentionally try and make him jealous or play games or whatever. I'm actionably not doing that. And that is all I can do. And so that's how I have been coping with the situation. It helps that I'm surrounded in nature. It helps that he's gone for most of the day. Um, and I have my plan of, I'm just going to keep applying. I'm just going to keep interviewing. I'm just going to keep going until I find myself the situation that I can build from right? And I remember listening to that breakup 101 with Brooke Castillo of how the best way to, to get over someone is to build a bigger and better life for yourself. And it's not even about getting over them, but that like, that's the next step, right? It's letting go 
of the hopes and the dreams and being where you're at and creating a life that you love, right? And letting go actually starts in the mind. I've said this before, and this quote is actually hanging up in the trailer right now, which is creating space allows magic to come in. And that truly starts with the mind. And this is why I love meditation, because it helps you train your mind to let go of the thoughts that you're holding on to and come back to the breath. It's just practice. And really, it builds up an awareness of the thoughts themselves, right? You start noticing your thinking patterns. And that's part of it, too. We're not going to be perfect and always in the moment. It's like impossible. Our, our, we have monkey minds, right? We're, we're here on Earth surviving, half of us is ego, at least more than half, probably, right? The human part, the emotional part, the planning, the thinking, and the ruminating, right? But when we can start clarifying the mind and practicing coming back to the breath, coming back to the moment, we're living more in reality, right? And when we obsess and fantasize, I used to think thoughts didn't count, right? And I would feed them like, like plants, And they would grow like weeds and it would warp my thinking and skew my thinking into creating a fantasy that wasn't actually the reality, right? So I have to keep coming back to this reality, mamas, and it's a sharp reality and it's unfortunate that this is my situation, but here's my reality. I'm job hunting. I'm staying in my parents' trailer in front of this guy who broke up with me, who's moved on with someone else. And all I can do is surrender. All I can do is actionably let go mentally in my mind as much as I can. And it's not going to be perfect. I'm going to have highs and lows. The feelings are going to come and go. Like I can't just, just because he's not treating me lovingly doesn't mean the feelings just go away like that on a dime. People bond, people people love each other, right? And when we hold on to the good and we see the good and that's part of it too. Like it's hard as an empath when you, when you look at people and you see the best, right? And you see the ways that you've changed and you believe in people that they can make changes that are going to serve them too. But that's not the reality. It's not the action, right? Like, like, you know, I look at people and I see the face of God in a new way and something about them is uniquely loving and embodying God in a way that nobody else can. And I'm fascinated by that. And I love that. And that's part of my, my fascination with this podcast and being able to deep dive with people and uncover what message is already built in their DNA that nobody else can share. And it's not like this like agenda or gossip or whatever. It's like, no, just let it unravel. Just let it be our stories speak for themselves. And that's what opens people up. That's what lights people up, right? It's our own story. It's not judging. It's not preaching. It's not saying you should. It's saying I did and take what resonates, leave what doesn't, right? You are the only one that knows what's best for you. And so in my situation, what feels really right is to actionably let go, practice letting go and coming back to the reality. And the reality is painful and uncomfortable. And I'm using that as motivation to help me create a bigger and better life for myself, right? So I keep applying, keep looking around. 
So that's my plan. And at the end of the day, I am so grateful for the role that Carter played in my life for that period. And I used to think it was Carter protecting me, right? When he ended things or throughout the whole process, but I actually think it was God protecting me. And he sent me him and that situation implanted into my life. There was no other way I was gonna meet a guy and fall for a guy because I wasn't open. But here I am in the small town of 6,000 people and of all people, the guy who lives across the driveway happens to be young, attractive in my life situation. We hit it off like nothing else. It, it felt way too meant to be to not go with it. And like I said, I got that voice of like, trust your sex. And there were just so many signs throughout, right? And that's okay. Like all of that can be true. Just because something's meant to be doesn't mean it's forever. And that is a, that is part of the art of letting go. That's part of the art of surrender. We don't need to hold on to things just because they served us for a time, right? And really, this is, this is healing 101. For instance, we learned to be micromanaging and controlling when we were kids because things were chaotic, right? This is an example. This is a classic example. But when you get into a relationship and you start smothering someone or you start like bossing people around, you, you realize it's no longer serving you. And so maybe it just needs to change. It needs to shift a little bit. But it was meant to be for that time. You did it for a reason and it saved your ass and you coped, right? You did what you needed to do to survive and to thrive as much as you could in that situation. But that can change and it starts by letting go. So it's funny. Another thing that comes up for me, especially around here, it's like the bird watching capital of Canada or Ontario. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. It, they're, the birds here are wild. There's like literally rainbow of birds, red, orange, yellow, green, blue. I don't know about purple, but all kinds of birds. And as I'm running mamas and I see these birds flying, sometimes I like put my arms out and I'm just like, I'm like, I get it now. I get it. Freedom isn't just some people are lucky and some people aren't. It's th- there is effort, there's learning, there's falling, there's crashing, there's, there's death, there's hardship. It takes effort to fly. And it's this process for me of like hollowing my bones, leaving behind what no longer serves me, letting go, feeling lighter. And so they're, they're a beautiful reminder for me in this place I am in my life. And you know, mamas, I don't intend to focus on this anymore or like really give updates on this unless it's something very progressive forward moving because it's not something that is serving me to focus on and to think about. And wow, I can't believe I'm at that point. And I just said that out loud and it happens to be the end of the Scorpio mamas What I was holding on. And funny enough, we were both Scorpio moons too. So that's just extra symbolism here that 
I can let go these dark, deep emotions, this dark, deep love addicted tendency of thinking and ruminating and fantasizing and create space for magic to come in, to be still and to actively let go, keep coming back to the breath. And when the waves come and go, and when I see her car in the driveway and it hurts, okay, I can be with that. And I can use that pain and discomfort as motivation for me to create a bigger and better life for me. And I have love for him, for the role he played in my life, but especially for God for sending me that protection when I needed it. And it no longer serves me. And that's okay. I'm allowing magic to come in and it'll be in a different form. You know, not interested in dating for a while. Um, you know, I feel like I, I want that happily ever after and that partner and babies and I call it happily ever after, but you know, there's always challenges at every phase of life, but that's just like the goal where I want to get myself. That's the motivation propelling me into this phase of my life. And because I want it, I feel like I'm destined for it. And so I can let that go as well. Right now is the time for me to focus on me in order to serve myself and others, to fill up my cup so it overflows for others, to be my own mama in this situation that hurts, that causes me pain. And I need to honor that and listen to that in order to make wise choices for me, in order to guard my heart, my precious heart, which is a gift for myself and for others right? I can't be a bleeding heart over here, fantasizing and pining and spewing out negative and dark shit on my podcast. I want it to be light. I want it to be loving. And you can hear the emotion in my voice, mamas, because I'm letting something go that I've been holding on to. And that is clarifying. Tears are clarifying. I feel like I can see the world through different eyes especially after I've cried. You know, we deny our emotions, we bury our feelings, but if you just give in and you admit the fact that you're not feeling great and that might be a cause for change and action and that that's okay. The resistance to the thing is often worse than the thing itself. So, oh, I feel way better about this podcast, mamas. The the other stuff was just dark and spirally and not helpful. Um, and so I hope, you know, that this has been a window into my process of going through this experience mindfully. Um, I'm living across from my ex and he's moved on and I am enduring that mindfully and I will not torture myself any more than already is. Oh my gosh, my friend literally just sent me this quote. Mamas, you're meant to hear this. Tough times never last, but tough people do. Kindness begins with the understanding that we all struggle. That's two different quotes, but how perfect is that, mamas? This is freaking meant to be, okay? This shit is resonating, for me at least. So I pray it resonates for you. Thank you. Thank you, mamas, for being here with me through my process. You're practicing listening as we speak right now. And 
your story and your time and your energy is so valuable and it gets me choked up every time I say it, mamas, I love you. The fact that you're here and listening and aligned is so moving to me and my heart. And uh, I just so appreciate you for holding space for this process. And thank you. Just thank you. So until next time, mamas, take care. Bye.